Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. All right. Um, well, we have been in the Gospel of John for the last couple of weeks since Palm Sunday. And uh, we're going to continue in the Gospel of John. We're we're in John chapter 21. Um, Last week we saw how Jesus had appeared um, to his disciples. We saw how he appeared to them uh, when they were all together, except Thomas was missing. And uh, then um, a few days later... Uh, he appeared to them again, and Thomas was there, and, and the emphasis that seems to be in the text there is the physicalness of Jesus' resurrection, uh, how Jesus was able to allow Thomas to, to stick his hand inside of the wound from the spear in his side, and, and able to stick his fingers in the prints of the nails in his hands. Uh, Jesus was physically, bodily resurrected. This was no spiritual resurrection, as some might try to tell you. Um, But Jesus was really, physically, he actually died, he was buried, he was put in a tomb, and he rose from the dead. Uh, In chapter 21, uh, we're going to see what's Jesus' third appearance to the disciples after uh, the resurrection. Uh, The first appearance was whenever he appeared to them without Thomas, then he appeared to them with Thomas, that was the second, and this is the third appearance of Jesus to his disciples after the resurrection. So let's look at our text and this is a little bit different. The other two times, they, it was uh, in, a, in a room, whenever they were, the, they were inside, the door was locked up. This is out in the open. Uh, this is outside. Uh, the disciples had been out fishing all night long, and Jesus appears to them out uh, on the bank of, of, the, of the sea, um, um, out in the open, whenever anybody could see. So let's uh, let's look at the text, John chapter twenty-one, beginning in verse one. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way: Simon Peter, called uh, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in, because of the quantity of fish. The disciple that Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came into the boat, came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw the charcoal fire in place, 
with fish laid out on it, and, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there was so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would speak to us from your word, Lord, that you would open our eyes and open our ears, or that we might hear your voice, the voice of the Good Shepherd speaking to us as we hear your word. Father, help us, Lord, to glory in you, in your greatness, in the fact that Jesus is risen from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, this is the third time that Jesus rose, that Jesus um, appeared to his disciples after the resurrection. It tells us what disciples were there, uh, but not all of them. It says two other disciples, um, but specifically it says Simon Peter. You know that was important. Peter was uh, um, he he takes prominence in the narrative next week, but uh, he's also uh, probably one of the most important of the disciples. Uh, then you've got Thomas. Uh, Thomas was also there last week when we, we looked at the second appearance. That's probably why they mentioned his name. Uh, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee. And the sons of Zebedee. Now the sons of Zebedee were John, James and John. Um, John, of course, was the one who wrote this gospel. Um, he he uh, doesn't refer to himself by name. Uh, he just calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. Um, and he calls himself that later on here. But here it just, he just says the sons of Zebedee and, the, and two others of the disciples. They were all there together. And so Peter, his job, he was a fisherman. Um, before Jesus uh, called him as a disciple, jo uh, Peter was a fisherman. So Jesus had died. He had risen again. Peter had seen the risen Lord but Peter wasn't 100% changed yet. I mean, he was just going to go back to living life as he had done before. So, what's he going to do? He's going to go back to what he knows, and he went. He decides he's going to go fishing. So the other disciples, they say, Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go along with you. We're going to go fishing with you. And um, they, go, they fish all night long. So why were they fishing at night? Now, um, you know, if you like to go fishing, maybe you understand sometimes they bite better at night. Of course, they're fishing with nets. Um, why would they go fishing at night? Well, this was common. This was the normal way that, that uh, fishermen would, uh, would fish in the, in that, at that time. Because if they fished during the night, whatever they caught, they would be able to take immediately to the market in the morning. And they'd be able to sell fresh fish in the morning. Uh, so that was the way to keep it fresh. So anyway, they fished all night long, but they didn't catch anything. And Jesus uh, comes to the shore, and he, and he says, Hey, did you, did you catch anything? They answered, No. And he says, Cast out the net on the right side, and you'll find some. So they do, and they've got so many that they're not able to even bring it all in. It's just too heavy. 
Now this might sound familiar because there's actually another story where the same kind of thing happens. It's not recorded in the Gospel of John. It's actually recorded in the Gospel of Luke. In Luke chapter 5, this happens early on in the Gospel of Luke. And it's not here after the resurrection, but it actually occurs earlier. Um, so just think, these disciples, Peter uh, being one in particular, was out fishing all night long. He was told, cast out on the other side, and he catches all these fish. The same thing happens here. After the resurrection, Peter didn't recognize who he was at first. He, and he's told, oh, cast out on the other side. Now, Peter's a fisherman. He knows what he's doing. So why is he going to cast out on the other side? He's been through this before. He's been through this before. He knows. He, he didn't necessarily know at this time. But after he, he, called, he, he uh, obeys what Jesus said, he, he throws his net out on the other side, and they're able to catch so many. Uh, the disciple whom Jesus loves, that'd be John, tells Peter, hey, you know what? It's the Lord. We've been through this before. Only the Lord could do that. He can tell us to cast out on the other side, and we'll be able to pull in a haul this big. Um, so, uh, what happens then? Peter is so excited when he finds out it's the Lord. They're not that far away from shore. In fact, it must be pretty shallow. So, Peter, um, uh, they, they were stripped for work, okay? So, they, they didn't have a whole lot of heavy clothes on or anything. They, they were um, very minimal in order to, to be able to have dexterity and be able to, to move around on, on the boat. So he puts on his outer garment. You would think it would be opposite way. You know, you'd think if you're going to jump into the water, you're going you're gonna, to uh, take clothes off. Uh, but instead, he, he puts clothes on, uh, puts his outer garment on, and jumps into the water and runs to the shore just so that he can be with Jesus. He's so excited, that's what he does. Uh, the other disciples come in after. Uh, Peter just forgets the, 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 uh, the fish altogether. He just, he just wants to see Jesus. And so he, he forgets uh, the fish and just puts on his outer garment and he goes to the shore. The other disciples, they come dragging the fish uh, from about 100 yards off. The length of a football field. Um, so they get to land and they find that Jesus has been there and he's got this fire that he's made. And he's prepared bread. And he has some fish that's cooking for them for breakfast. Jesus cooked his disciples breakfast. He cared for them. Uh, that's, that's one thing we see. But also, uh, if, if again, we've got an emphasis here on the physical bodily resurrection of Jesus. You know, if, 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 uh, if Jesus was uh, some kind of just spiritual resurrection, he wouldn't be making breakfast for them and eating with them. But instead, he has a physical bodily resurrection, and, and he built a fire, um, and, and he, uh, he cooked for them. Um, so, uh, emphasizing again his, his uh, uh, physical bodily resurrection. Um, so they bring some of the fish. They count all of them up, and there's 153 large fish. Um, again, here's, it tells us exactly how many there are. You know, some people might look at this and say, well, um, you know, we have this story earlier on in the Gospels of, of Luke, and we have this story here in, um, in John, and so some who are critical of the Bible might say, well, the narrator was just uh, 
misplacing this story, and it wasn't real. It didn't really happen. He was just uh, um, taking this commonly known story about Jesus and putting it here for his purposes. Well, uh, I think the fact that he gives a detail of how many fish there were actually goes against that narrative. He's specifically telling them how many there were because it was a real historical fact. That's how many they caught. Although there were so many, the net was not torn. Again, um, uh, God being sovereign, Jesus being sovereign over the wind and the waves and over, over all things, uh, he was able to allow them to catch all that many and the nets weren't even torn. Um, so Jesus tells them, come have breakfast. And now they all knew who he was. See, it says, none of them dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was Jesus. Only Jesus had the ability to do something like that. Um, Jesus came and he took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. You get the same kind of language whenever it says he took bread and gave it to them whenever it comes to the Lord's Supper. I don't believe this is like some kind of a Lord's Supper thing, but you can kind of hear the echoes in it as we, as we read it. He came and he took bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. Now this was the third time that Jesus was revealed to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Again, the emphasis here that we want to see is Jesus really did rise from the dead. He physically rose from the dead. He was really dead. He, 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 his, his sword, there was a spear through his side, nails through his hands. He was really physically dead. He had been put in the grave. He had, he had been, his body had been anointed for burial. All of these things, and yet he was alive. And he is alive. And here we are today, 2,000 years later. And we experience suffering. We experience sickness. We live in a time whenever there's coronavirus. Uh, we, we live in a time whenever there's economic disaster. Um, we can be reminded that Jesus is still alive today. Just like Jesus provided for his disciples and made them breakfast, Jesus provides for us each day. Je Jesus is the risen Lord. He is powerful. Uh, he is alive today, and he is worthy of our worship. I encourage you, I, I, I uh, urge you, if you've not trusted in this Jesus who died and rose again on your behalf, look to him. He died suffering the pain of death for our sins. Uh, our sins can be forgiven by looking to him and we can be confident and secure that our sins are forgiven because Jesus not only died for our sins, but he rose again. He was seen by eyewitnesses. John here is writing this. He saw him with his own eyes and he writes um, telling us of what he saw with his own eyes. Jesus is worthy of our trust. So trust in him. Look to him. For, ask him to forgive you of your sins and, and trust him that your sins are forgiven and covered by his blood. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. 
more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.